but I think it's a matter of not saying, how do I add telehealth to what I used to do all the time? It's saying, okay, now that I have all these tools in front of me, how do I design an optimal pathway that's going to deliver better care, better patient experience, easier for the doctor, and ultimately save some money for the health system? Healthcare news is packed with headlines about new joint ventures, mergers, and acquisitions. But how do healthcare leaders choose solid partners to move forward with? In this conversation with our VP of Editorial, Kyle Murphy at Health 2023, Frank McGillan, Chief Executive Officer at The Clinic by Cleveland Clinic, gives us some insight into how this process works by sharing a bit about the partnership between Amwell and The Clinic. And he also touches on the evolution of telehealth and hybrid care. Here's what he had to say. So, Frank, thank you for joining us today. Can we hear a little bit about your background and kind of what brings you to health and where have you been professionally? Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me. My career's revolved around the intersection of healthcare, technology, and consumer marketing or consumer products. Yeah, you know, I spent a large part of my career at big companies, Philips, Johnson & Johnson. And about 10 years ago, I moved over in the startup world, uh, two different digital health technology startups were the first one was trying to help provide drug-free solutions for chronic pain. Another one had a really novel approach to cardiac monitoring. And I think what, you know, has really appealed to me in, in the startup world was the, you know, the ability to move faster, to innovate, be creative in a way that's hard for large companies to do. I, I joined the, the clinic the Clinic by Cleveland Clinic in 2000, and we're a joint venture between Cleveland Clinic and Amwell, which is kind of unique. So we've got, you know, two owners. One is a 100-year-old academic medical center, one of the best, you know, premier hospital systems in the world, breakthrough innovation on many medical areas, and Amwell, which is more of a technology and the DNA of a technology startup. So we're kind of in an interesting place in that we have a foot both in the old world and the new world. And it's both interesting and as well as provides opportunities. When you first started with it, did you kind of have some target use cases that you were thinking about in terms of, all right, this is an obvious place to go? Or were, were you throwing a lot of things at the wall and trying to figure out what would stick? The vision of the company as we were started was how to use technology to unlock access to Cleveland Clinic expertise. I mean, Cleveland Clinic has 3,500 specialists top of their field. And it's great if you're in Cleveland or you're in Florida, London or Abu Dhabi, but what about the rest of the world? So our initial focus has been on expert second medical opinions. So how do we help the patient who may be in rural Iowa who was told they have cancer, was told they need a heart valve replacement, was told that they have a neurological condition and they're trying to figure out, what do I do next? They don't know who to turn to. They don't necessarily have you know, connections in the industry, but they know they, they want to have the confidence of speaking to a world specialist. So we're using the telehealth technology to make it possible for that person to speak to an expert, to make sure they're on the right path, to understand what options are available that they may not hear about in rural America or some other part of the world. How did the joint venture come together? What was the evaluation process like? How do you find the right partner to go forward with? And I guess, what's the communication like in a joint venture when there's 
multiple stakeholders kind of owning it. Yeah. So the venture started before I joined the company, but it was really the vision of Dr. Tom Mihalovic, CEO of Cleveland Clinic, and Dr. Ido Schoenberg, CEO of of Amwell. And, and Cleveland Clinic and Amwell have been partners for years. And the thought was, well, what could we do by setting up a, a, a separate company that would be hard for either of us to do alone? So that was really the genesis. And, you know, it's what we've really been working on for the past couple of years. I'm curious with the pandemic and the fact that telehealth moved from this kind of it was something on the periphery to very much mainstream. Nowadays, it, it was the pandemic kind of a confirmation that this type of approach is really a smart kind of future looking or future proof kind of way of going about improving that access to these second opinions, these high quality opinions, I would say, medical opinions. The pandemic was an accelerator. And, you know, if you think, you know, in 2019 versus today, the technology's improved, but it's technology was not the issue pre-pandemic. The issue was consumer acceptance. It was also clinician acceptance. It was also reimbursement. Yes. <laughs> so the financial. So the pandemic basically got all of those obstacles and took all those obstacles off the table. Patients realized that, you know, if, if I can access my physician, I can access a specialist without taking a day off of work, that's a pretty cool thing. Doctors and physicians realized it was more efficient for themselves as well as their patients. They realized their patients enjoyed it. The reimbursement is being figured out and much more open to telehealth as an alternative. So I think it really forced forced society to look at telehealth differently. Yeah, it created on some levels, I think, you know, tremendous positive. It's created some false expectations. People are like, oh, telehealth's down. But if you look at, you know, the water table's at a much higher place today than it was before. And you know, it's opening the door for more hybrid care. Can we talk about just hybrid care in terms of obviously telehealth is really good for, I mean, mental health access has, has been, it's gone through the roof and it's been a big win, but there's still that human touch component that has to occur. Certain things have to occur in a hospital or a clinical setting. How do you figure out the appropriate, you know, time or decision for ensuring that the right care kind of gets delivered at the right time at the right place? Yeah. So I think it, it ultimately starts with looking at an individual facing a specific condition and say, how do you design a care pathway around them? So let's take a chronic, you know, chronic condition like hypertension. Okay, what are some of the elements that result in excellent care for a patient living with hypertension? And then designing a care pathway around there and say, okay, what can we do remotely? What can we do using you know, remote patient monitoring? How can we use telehealth to check in? What are the touch points or what are the signals where you, know, you really need to have a face-to-face -face meeting or you know, diagnostic test, et cetera? But I, but I think it's a matter of not saying, how do I add telehealth to what I used to do all the time? It's saying, okay, now that I have all these tools in front of me, how do I design like a, a you know an optimal pathway that's going to deliver better care, better patient experience, easier for the doctor, and ultimately save some money for for the health system? You mentioned kind of those kind of outputs or measures. How do you measure success? Where are you getting that feedback from? Are you talking to the patients in terms of asking their their experience? What are the clinicians saying? I'm curious. So, so we measure a couple of things. First off, we use Net Promoter as our as our vehicle to measure the patient experience. 
So everyone who comes to our program answers a net promoter survey. And, and we look at the numbers, but more importantly, we look at what are the comments. Yeah. If someone loved us, why do they love us? If someone was disappointed, why were they disappointed? And, and we act on that. And we, you know, we go through every survey and every response and, and, and we take action. Uh, we do a similar thing with the physicians who, who support the program. What's working, what's not, you know, is there more efficient ways to deliver the medical records to them? So it really is, you know, patient sat, provider satisfaction. And then, then the next question, and, and it's really important to the health plans and employers we're doing is, well, how do we measure ROI? And for there, we look at, are we changing the trajectory for their members, their employees? You know, are we changing diagnosis? Are we recommending different care pathways? We find two-thirds of the time, you know, we're recommending either a change in the diagnosis or a change in the care pathway, and generally that's saving money. Where does the clinic go from here? I mean, do you guys have a kind of a roadmap in terms of what you're doing? I guess, what's the time frame that you think about in terms of new innovations or maybe expanding services or things like that? Yeah, we're, we're looking at a couple of angles. First off is, you know, we're looking to make our current services much more broadly available, partnering with large players and health plans. But then we're looking, how do we take this model further and, and how do we attack some of the large cost drivers of healthcare, whether it's chronic disease or otherwise, where we can use technology and use expertise and magnify the benefit. And then kind of lastly, the conference here, I guess, what, what are some of the things that you're looking at? How do you evaluate? There's obviously a lot of participation from a lot of different technology providers, developers, and, and what have you. How do you go about looking or evaluating, and maybe this is something that we could incorporate or do something similar, or do we just simply bring in another partner who's got that skill set that we might be able to leverage? Well, they have to have the word AI on the booth or else <laughs> I won't look at it. Um, yeah, I'm a firm believer in, in partnership as a way to, particularly in healthcare. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of buzz around around AI. Things could have a lot of potential. We're in a great position in the fact that, you know, Amwell is doing some incredible technology development with their new Converge platform, as well as, you know, some of the other innovation they're working on. So we're tapping into that, but we're also looking to the outside to say, what are some of the unique challenges we have as we're looking to expand our, our model and bringing in other, other technical solutions? So it's, you know, for, for me, it's, it's always exciting to be here and see what's new and what's, uh, what's happening. One of the things that I've noticed now, it's, there's been a big focus on strategic partnerships where I guess provider organizations in particular are realizing they just can't do it themselves. They really want to focus on the clinical care management side and they want to leave the technology to a specialist or outsource. I guess what you guys are doing is, is bringing it all together. Do clinicians, that the ones that you work with, do they really care so much about the technology? They're more concerned with being productive and being efficient with what they're doing? It you know, varies on who the <laughs> clinician is. Um, you know, some people, you know, fancy themselves a tech expert. Yeah. <laughs> Others just like to get it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I found in life, it's as you're working and it's whether it's within your company or across company, creating that collaborative spirit is important. You know, at the end of the day, I think people want to have an impact. They want to be listened to. They may have great ideas. They may have crazy ideas. But I think, you know, the more you can engage them, I think the more effective effectively. We've been lucky in the fact that, you know, our North Star has always been around, how can we help you help more patients? And that's resonated well with the physicians we work with. And they're, you know, it's a great team of, of, 
3,500 specialists at Cleveland Clinic that we're lucky to work with every day. Incredible work. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. We wish you safe travels back. Thanks for having me. Great, great chatting. Listeners, thank you for joining us on Healthcare Strategies Industry Perspectives. When you get a chance, subscribe to our channels on Spotify and Apple and leave us a review to let us know what you think of this new series. More industry perspectives are on the way, so stay tuned. This is a Tech Target production.